No Apology with the Bible Idiots. We are Chris and Emily Danielson. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Hopefully you, right along with us, will be laughing louder, digging deeper, and living larger in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is Monday, and I hope you know what that means. That means it's time for News to Amuse, along with some spiritual flips. Well, what is News to Amuse? Well, it's anything we want it to be. (laughs) And we're wanting it to be fun, but on the same token, it could be things that make you go, hmm. It could could also be. be some other stories here and there, but it's not meant to be the heavy news of the day. Are you vaccinated? How many masks are you wearing today? So you have not been, you won't get thrown into Facebook jail yeah. by listening to this <laughs> podcast. Oh my gosh, the censorship <laughs> is amazing. Hey, that's what we're doing on Mondays. Wednesdays is long form teaching. It's usually one of my sermons or it could be a friend, a fellow Bible idiot. And then Fridays is devotion in motion and mailbag. To participate in mailbag, simply go to the website BibleIdiots.com. Upper left hand corner, you'll have the most current email email that is available to us and you send your note there and we would love to hear from you good bad or otherwise so news to amuse i normally count them down i'm not counting them down today because emily's gonna end this segment with predictions that went wrong doomsday predictions oh, doomsday predictions that, that never, happened. never happened okay yeah well we're gonna start though with the tweet of the week tweet of the week i yeah. like that i just i don't have any idea who this came from i saw this i'm like that is so what we need to talk about to start news to amuse right. on this monday this week's tweet yeah it says thank you for bringing your bluetooth speaker to the beach i didn't want to hear the sound of waves and birds and wind <laughs> I wanted to hear the Spotify playlist you listen to everywhere else in your life because you hate to be alone with your thoughts for even one minute. Thank you. I love that. People who bring a book or, or you know, the earbuds to the beach, yeah. I just feel bad because I think, I think you missed the point of the oh, beach. You know what I do at the beach. You read. I read. I you voraciously read. read at the beach. It's yeah. one of my well, favorite can... things in the world. I will, we will go, we've been blessed a few times to go for five days at the beach to decompress. Yes. And we haven't been to a beach now in what, two years, three yeah, years? Yeah, because you go to the beach to decompress and you end up reading some and it's spy so, novel well, that gets you all worked up. <laughs> no, it's spy novels. It's also, like I've read like every Mark Batterson book there. I've read Francis Chan's oh, good. book there. Good Irwin for you. Lutzer's. Oh, that, okay, that you can take to the beach. Oh, you sure. Can, as, long can, as, it's, as long as it's Emily approved, you can take it to the beach. You can take Irwin to the beach. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> So I do read other things, uh, but yeah, yeah, I love spy novels. I love things like that. I love to read at the beach. It's so relaxing for me. Yeah. Uh, the latest Ted Decker book. I would have finished by now had we had beach time, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm only halfway through because I don't have beach time. But the music thing. If I put the kiddie pool in the backyard, <laughs> is that beach time enough for you? Hey, right now, I'm so beach deprived. You could put a bucket of water. I'd sit around it. <laughs> With my shoes well, on. Well, the dog dish is on the anyway, porch. Anyway, ba- back to the back to the music. This is what earbuds are for. True. I love enjoying some music at the beach as well, but I hate when I ha- have people have their radio out. It's like we did not come to the beach to hear your no. stuff. The only music and I, I want to hear. I would never play my Bluetooth speaker at the beach yeah. because I would not want to do that to others. It's called common courtesy, right. which in a lawless society, it's the first thing to go, as we've been saying yeah. for the last decade. The only music I want to hear on the beach is when that guy comes walking through with the little metal d- drum, you know, <laughs> doing his little don't 
don't worry, be happy songs. Yeah. That yeah. is appropriate for the beach. But that yeah, is true. otherwise, put the music away because you're missing the point of the beach. The point of it is to stare off into Neverland, listen to the waves lapping the shore, and contemplate. And when I'm not reading, I'm usually praying. Yeah. It's a great time to talk to God in just a real chill manner. You come in reverence, of course, but Mm -hmm. still. All right, let's go to the next story. There's no five-second rule. (laughs) There is no five-second rule. And this comes out of the the duh file. (laughs) If you didn't know this, let me be the first to share. Uh, You know, we've all dropped that freshly buttered piece of golden brown toast on the floor. Yes. Well, as many of have contemplated, whether or not to just pick it up and eat it. Yeah. And you know I'll probably eat it. <laughs> that's what makes me special. <laughs> and a strong immune system. Yeah. Anyway, that's where the five-second rule, a completely unscientific belief that food left on the floor for less than f- uh, five seconds is sufficiently ick-free. This is... Some people are thinking this is based on science? No. Okay. It's, but but scientists at Clemson University, yeah. they took it to oh. task. <laughs> Somebody took offense. All right, let's figure Five this out. Rule. Let's take it to the lab. <laughs> so they did. And guess what, what they found? What a fun job. Who doesn't want to get paid for that? Okay, what did they find oh, out? Oh, you dropped that Johnny five-second rule. Well, Clemson University actually has done the research, and they and? found that the bacteria was transferred from tabletops and floors to the food within the five seconds. Oh, That is, the five-second rule is not an accurate guide when it comes to eating food that has fallen on the floor. Look, usually the debris that's on the food is also an indicator. You know, although I was grilling the other day and uh, I try to rotate the brats in just kind of a, a unique way. And one fell off right into the dirt mm-hmm. and I picked it up and I only said, we can wash that. Yeah, I did. And I then we it boiled in. it. Yeah. And, we bo- and I see, here's the other thing. I, I grill for flavor and then yeah. we cook for doneness. I don't right, try to grill right. for doneness. Right. Because what happens is I end up burning the outside. The inside's raw. So like chicken, I'll do for a couple minutes on each side. Really done right. up right. And then we'll bake them for 30 minutes yeah. to get it done. And so you saved that brat. I did. But you did not blow it off, count the five-second rule, and then eat no, it. No, because the, the reality is, where do you think your food comes from? It comes out of the ground where you just spread cow manure, right? So you take it out of the ground, but what do you have to do? You just wash it, and then you have to adequately cook certain things. And that's what we were going to do anyway. So I picked it up like a carrot fresh out of the garden, only yeah. a sausage. <laughs> Or a brat. <laughs> I washed it very well in the sink, and then we cooked it, cooked, cooked, cooked the tar out of it. Yeah. And it was delicious. Your yeah. food comes out of the ground after we put horse manure on it. <laughs> no, or not cow horse manure. manure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Why do you hurt? <laughs> Why do you take good things and make them bad? All right. Uh, let's see. What is the age when you become the master of barbecuing? The art of barbecuing, there is a certain age that people think is the sweet spot for barbecuing. What do you think uh, that age would be? Four. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 32. Four, 32? Well, yeah. you're close. Uh, 40. Okay. Yeah. 40, 38 to 40 is what scientists have 40 is when life really kind of just smacks you in the face yeah. and you get a reality check and realize you're not going to change the world. So yeah. let's just fine-tune our and barbecue. And then Tom Brady's out there giving all these guys this unrealistic hope. <laughs> 
you know, live while you can. Uh, according to a study, the true master of the art of barbecuing can happen at the age of 38 to 40. This point, we're able to successfully grill a burger without turning it to charcoal, cook a brat without it being pink in the middle, and grill a veggie kebab to perfection. Okay. If you cared enough to learn you, the skill. You know why that is, right? Well, it's patience. It's maturity. Well, it's... the kids aren't around anymore. Usually when you're, gr- if you're grilling and you're in your 20s or 30s, you probably have more than likely children. got small kids running around and dad, he won't stop, stop touching me. Well, Make there's a lot of 40 year olds that have 10 year old kids or eight year old right, kids who get right. married in their early 30s. Yeah, and that so happens. By the time you're 38, 40 years old, kids are gone and you can just really focus on I wouldn't on say them. gone. I'd just focus say not, on the flame, not in man. The <laughs> <laughs> Even when I focus on the flame, I still drop brats in the dirt and still need an <laughs> oven to help me finish cooking. <laughs> All right, let's talk about bugged by bugs. All right, that's your fo- tis, that's your forte right yeah, there. Yeah, tis the season to be bugged by bugs. There are over a million species of insects. The fastest runners, okay, are cockroaches. Yeah, Emily's favorite. I believe that, which can move <laughs> yeah. almost a foot per second. However, this only translates to a little over one mile an hour. The most dangerous insects are mosquitoes which pass on a parasite causing malaria as well as disease uh, of yellow fever and other certain types of things that I can't pronounce because I did not look them up before this broadcast. Malaria kills a million people a year. Yeah, and I believe it. Yeah, yeah and you know look at how we're overreacting to COVID-19. I it's read insane. somewhere and you verified it that over 20,000 people die from just using aspirin wrong yep. every year. Yeah, about 20,000 people. Yeah. Aspirin is is the problem in, in about 20,000 deaths every year. And yet we keep them in the medicine cabinet and, you know. So anyway, if you're... Now all I can think of is, have my dogs had their flea and tick this month? I can't remember. Well, they have not, and you need to get them to the vet next week. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you told me that last week to remind you. I didn't know I was going to remind you on Monday's podcast, (laughs) but yet here we are. <laughs> the reality is that some people actually attract more bugs than other people. Yes, they do. We've done the research, and if you sweat a lot and you are own negative, then you will attract bugs. And we have sat outside, and I'm an own, own negative sweaty dude, and Emily's <laughs> sitting there, and oh, the bugs aren't that bad, and I'm getting bit up. Yeah. So it's not a um, complete science, but it is true that. Five people can sit around a campfire and two can get bitten up and two cannot won't even get right. touched. It's possible. We All have right. done the research at Chris University and we know this to be true. Just trust me. <laughs> Just go with me. All right, last thing. According to a survey, the average adult over the age of 30 has kept at least three things from their childhood, their pre-teen years, like blankets, stuffed animals, etc. Okay. So if we were doing a live call-in talk show, which we used to do, I would ask the audience to call in and tell us what, what stuff from your childhood have you never parted with yes. or didn't want to part with. And I have one item I can bring up, yeah. uh, but I would part with it. I wouldn't care, but it's still around. I like having it. Do you have anything? I can't think of anything, but you would know if I had something I don't from remember my of anything childhood. That from I, don't, your, I don't I mean, think you I have, have some any. stuff from your from your world but yeah you know i have the stuff. love letters that you wrote me before we were married yeah that's but I'm talking pretty about, cool I'm but ta- i know you're talking about little kid stuff, stuff from your dad you got some of your dad's childhood memento stuff still in your collection of stuff but yeah i don't I know how much is from stuff. you when I you have, were nine ten years old i have a lot of stuff from the kids when they were young too first teddy bears and blankets yeah. and stuff like that what about uh, your own? things that grandma crocheted and the baptismal gown that mom made for them whatever 
I oh you know what I do I have a little dress that was like my favorite dress that I would wear to kindergarten uh, every year and it's hanging in my you went to kindergarten right every year well <laughs> wow it only took me three years to get to first grade <laughs> okay let me tell the story yeah again. tell the story again. <laughs> From when I was a little girl, when I was like in kindergarten, maybe first grade, because it's a tiny little dress. I would, but I would wear it all the time. You know, kid, girls wore dresses back then. You, mm-hmm. had, you had to bring an extra pair of shorts for those days that you had fi ed. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know why, but I still have it, and it's hanging in my closet so that someday. I don't know what will happen, <laughs> but I have it and I keep it and I love it. Yeah. Well, the... By the way, for everyone that's interested, because I know you are, it's just a short little one, like a, you know, it's a waistless dress. It's blue and green plaid, like a flannelly okay. winter. You said everyone would want to know. And I, they do. They want to know. I'm, what does the dress look like? I'm somebody and I really she didn't said care. Yes to I the could dress. go and look in your closet right now and I don't care enough to even look. No, I kid. It's plaid, by the way, and it's beautiful. (laughs) Of course. Yes. Of course. Well, listen, I have one item. Do you remember the old, and they they still have some around the country, different spots, but the A&W Root Beer Drive-In. Yes. Do you remember when you bought the the large root beer, you actually got the mug? Oh, yeah. That was for special people. Special people. People of status. I got the mug one time, and we were a very humble means, so to get this glass mug. That was big doings. That was big doings. Like, I probably mowed two yards to get that. (laughs) My dad, like, honored me for working. We didn't get honored unless we worked. That's the way it was in my family. So I must have worked for something. But he honored me and got me this mug. Well, dishwashers over the years have rinsed the little A&W logo off, but I kept pens and erasers and pencils in it on my little childhood desk in my room from the age of 9, 10, all the way through high school, and I still have it, and that mug is in our cupboard to this day. It is. And I don't drink out of it because that's not what it was meant to be. If it should break, that would be a horrible thing, but (laughs) it's yellowed over time, so you know it's So that's another reason why you don't drink out of it. (laughs) 20-year rule. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so you can tell it's like it's an old piece of glassware, and it's kind of cool. Well, God tells us in his word to remember his... Uh, to rem- to remember things about your past. In his yeah, word, he talks yeah. about that. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind mm-hmm. and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. There you go. You know, we, we, we know our past. Mm-hmm. We can't run from our past, but we don't have to live in our past. Oswald Ch- Chambers said, it is of no use to pray for the old days. Stand square where you are and make the present better than any past has been. Mm, when you're doing that, there's another scripture that says, "Do not," and I don't have the verse and uh, chapter in front of me, right. do not move the boundary markers of your forefathers. Right, so right. as you remember your past, you forget that that Forget about the fact that that might define you. It doesn't. You're a new creature in Christ. Colossians 3.3 says, Your old sinful self has died, and your new life is kept with Christ and God. Psalm 51, 1 and 2, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquities, and cleanse me from all of Ah. my sin. And one of the sins that we have been watching is people who will not listen to the verse 
verse where it says, Jesus is talking. He says, look, I don't know the day or the hour, only my Father in heaven. If Jesus doesn't know, you know, Dr. Right. setting dates isn't going to know either. No, no. We just don't know. And so let's end the podcast today, Emily. Take us to the world of predictions that have gone awry. Well, you you told awry. me that that's what you had. That's all I know. And so Doomsday predictions that didn't happen. We're There's doomed. a lot of them. We're yeah. doomed. So, well, maybe not. <laughs> okay, okay. I was wrong. See, that verse that you were talking about, just forget about that stuff yeah. in the past. Don't let it define you. Yes. That's for the ed- educated elite, too. Yeah, you They're hold on just to, as foolish as hold, we are sometimes. You hold on to your past. You don't forget where you came from, but you don't hold on to right. your past. Yeah. So I think I misspoke a little bit there just for clarity purposes. Hopefully the scriptures wrap that up. Yeah. You with your little dress you're holding on to, me with my mug I'm holding on to. Those are just childhood things. Yeah, yeah. They don't matter. Yeah. It's the fact that our past has been redeemed and we're not who we used to be before. And there's a lot of people that made a lot of predictions in the past that just didn't come true. Hit me Al Gore, I think, is at the top of the <laughs> list. And while none of these uh, predictions are credited to any, um, I remember most of them. I remember a lot of them. And they're still going on today. So just to name a few, because this is really to to put your mind at ease as we're watching the turmoil unfold and we hear we have 12 years to turn climate change around or we're all going to die, you know, just they've remember. They've been saying 12 years. They've been saying 12 years for over 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So just remember in 90, uh, these, these were some of the predictions. By 1980, uh, city dwellers will need to wear gas masks to survive air pollution. When was that? That made? was a. Pre- I don't know when the predictions were. I don't know oh, when they were made, okay. but they were just made, and they were made by reputable people. Yeah. You know, these weren't like crackpots. These yeah. these were scientists and experts and so on. But they just totally misread it. Um, by eight- well, I, I was in a in a school bus. Uh, with my football team, and we'd all ate tacos that night. And oh, boy. We can all ma- predict what happened I, I there. Can, I can just tell you, gas masks. I mean, it was Minnesota. It was cold, 20 degrees outside, and all the windows were down on the bus. Oh, they so, were down? Good thing they weren't frozen shut. No, we, well, yeah, <laughs> I thought exactly. you were going to say they were frozen anyway, shut. Anyway, that was my gas mask joke. Okay, another prediction by the year 1985. Air pollution will block 50% of the sunlight reaching the Earth, resulting in... Global cooling and a coming ice age. Well, that yeah, was that's... supposed to happen in 85. And then, then we needed to get to unleaded gas, I think, yeah. or something. I don't remember. By 1989, the population explosion, you know, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. people, uh, <laughs> and the resulting food sor- shortages will result, will result in mass starvation or what was called the great die-off. They were mm. expecting this great die-off to happen in which four billion people would perish. Was, was that COVID-9? <laughs> I <know>. COVID-11? <laughs> COVID-1932? I don't know. Uh, by 1990... All lead, zinc, tin, silver, and gold reserves would be gone. Let's not even get started on oil. They've been predicting the end of oil since, well, the beginning of oil. Um, By 2000, by the end of the century, climate change will reduce the human population to just a few breeding pairs surviving near the Arctic. Now, this one is credited to a James Lovelock. He's the author of a book called Healing... Gaia, G-A-I-A, whatever that is. I don't know who that guy is, but we were supposed to all move to the Arctic and most people die and that would be the end of it. Uh, But here we are. But we just couldn't find a good neighborhood, so we decided to ride it out. (laughs) (laughs) 
exactly. Oh, here we go. Here they're touching on oil. 2000, the year 2000, crude oil reserves would be gone. Mm -hmm. They are not gone. They're being massively, you know, controlled very poorly, but they're not gone. By 2000, global temperatures will be 11 degrees cooler. We'll be in a new ice age. What age or what date? Uh, By the year 2000. The previous one was in the 1980s. Yeah, when Al Gore uh, started coming around, it was towards the, you know, global warming and like the mid 2000 mm-hmm. to 2010. Yeah. And they were talking that by 2012 to 2015 everything was going to be underwater all the ice. It's always 12 years out. 12 yeah. years out, yeah. then it's global warming, then it's global cooling, then we don't know so we're just going to call it climate change. Biggest scam to ever come down the pike cuz we know our God in heaven controls he does. everything. And he does tell us that the world is indeed going to come to the to an end, he but is. like you said Chris, nobody knows. We don't get right. to know. We don't get to right. know when Jesus that is. Jesus is coming to burn it all up anyway and yeah. how he chooses to do that's in his sovereignty. Sovereignty. That's that much I do know. I do know that if I drive an electric car, I'm not hearting my earth or saving anybody from anything. Why is it that I can spend money to buy carbon points or whatever it is? And if we all shut our stuff down, China can just continue to pollute. Don't they have the same atmosphere? Don't mm. don't we get into their atmosphere about twelve hours from now every yeah. day? I don't anyway, know. Go but ahead. the uh, environmental community, of course, they like to predict the end of the world. It never seems to happen because from an environmental. I mean, when your spokesman's a fifteen-year-old Greta Thornburg, <laughs> I mean. Who can argue with that kind of knowledge? Go ahead. Sorry. The gas car full of plastic garbage, right? Yes. Uh, This was taken from an environmental fund letter where they said the world as we know it will likely be ruined before the year 2000. Ta-da! We won! Yeah. Yay! Everything's yeah. five now. Fine. Now, this is from Jimmy Carter when he was president. He said, by the year 2011, we will run out of oil. Uh, and, of course, in 2016, Hillary Clinton was called to win the popular vote by double digits and, de- and defeat Donald Trump in an electoral college landslide. That was the prediction all over the place. Um, COVID-19, we had lots of predictions when that hit. It was supposed to cause more than 2 million deaths in the U.S. alone. It was, it's like not even a fourth of that. Well, and many of them are, are fabricated according right, to we know. a lot of credible research. Yeah. It's, it's been fabricated. You know, we used to have what, like 50,000 die from the flu every, every quarter in the winter. Every, yeah. every winter yeah. season, there'd be about 50. We, that, that went away. Yeah. And that overall, all got credited yeah, to COVID. Overall deaths from like complete deaths from everything in that you could possibly die from in the United States, deaths over the last two years have been down, actually. Yeah. So it's fewer crazy. people died in the last two years than than in previous years. Uh just a couple more. Jane Fonda. What oh, would this Jane. be without Jane Fonda? She predicted that by twenty thirty it's only going to get worse as climate gets worse and more and more people are harmed we have 11 years to avoid catastrophe course yes and she must have said that in 2009 yeah recently because her prediction is by 2030 2019 we'll see see. nine years from now if the world is still 11 years 2019 11 years 20 yeah it's just always long enough to be credible and yet not so far away that we can ignore it so 12 years is the sweet spot and you go from the 1970s all the way through al gore's inconvenient truth all the way forward it's always about it's always 12 years 12 years 
almost yep. 12 years. About that and, far out. And you can just look now because the, the evidence is there. They've been saying this 12-year thing. About every five years, they push it back to it, and they, they change the narrative. <laughs> but it goes from the, global co- cooling and ice oh, age to global warming, and then we're gonna, and then we just don't really know. And so it's you so know, it's here, just climate change, or maybe it's all just gonna even itself out. I don't know. You know, maybe there's a creator God that's got his finger on the switch on all this stuff. And here's yeah. the thing that I want to remind everybody is that we will not ever control the environment. Everything that we have done to try to save the environment over the last 20 years with Earth Day and all the stuff we've done hasn't changed hardly anything. They can even talk about the carbon footprint that's been lifted during the COVID-19 lockdown and how the Earth was was, was healing and all that. Does anybody remember the BP spill in the Gulf? Right. Where it was just pouring thousands of gallons an hour. It was a huge spill. It was a huge spill. And you, what happened to that story? Do you know six months later what happened to the story? Yeah, no one's did, talking about did, it you anymore. This? Why? Because the environment ate the oil. Yeah, there was nothing for them to complain about after they sealed it yeah. six months later or a year later. The the God has his creation heal itself. It does. It repairs All itself. All of this comes from a perspective of somebody who does not want to acknowledge God, does not want to acknowledge a creator and that they're going to be responsible for him. So then this life takes on an unnatural position of significance Mm-hmm. And therefore, they want to try to do everything in their mind what they say to preserve life. Keep in mind, these people are looking at fake righteousness. They're trying to fill that righteous void by hardening their earth or doing these other things. But where you know they're they're wrong and you know that they, they really need Jesus to change their heart mm-hmm. is they would be at a drop of a hat willing to sacrifice thousands upon thousands of people if it meant they could live a few more years. These inconvenient people that are in the way need to go. Mm -hmm. And that's my concern when we look across the landscape of the world, not America, but the world, is that they're in some sort of twisted population control where they want a whole lot of people to die. And that's scary when you look at them not being able to do something with legitimate medicine for legitimate pandemics, etc., etc. That's what I was going to kind of get to where it's like some people uh, buy into the lie and for them that is a form of self-righteousness that they're looking for. But I think most of the people who are propagating this lie, they know they're lying. They know it's not true. And we know this. Emily, how can you possibly say that? Well, we know this because uh, right now the prediction is, is by 2050, okay, with rapidly rising global temperatures, 15 U.S. cities will be underwater. Oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. That rising tide, which we know through photographs taken, you know, a hundred or so years ago, the tide's still exactly at the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, the coastline does shift and move and come in and out and it changes over time because you got water running through it. But, you know, the way you know it's really not true is just look at all the mm, people who are putting this propaganda out that, that the seawater is rising and that the global warming is causing this and we have to stop doing this are the same people, like the Obamas, buying beachfront property all over the coast. Mm-hmm. Like, those two things just don't line up. If you really believed that that was true... You wouldn't be buying multi-million dollar mansions Mm -hmm. along the coastline. 
you got to follow the money and you got to follow the power. Who comes out with what as you work this stuff out? And it's amazing that it's, I don't even, we're out of time. I mean, it's Monday. We're doing a little bit longer podcast, but I would love to come back and do a talk about just the lies and the propaganda that people are swallowing. Mm -hmm. And I'm scared of the vaccine because of how hard it's being pushed. Not because, first of all, it's not saving lives. People are being vaccinated and dying of COVID. Secondly, no vaccine in all of history has resulted in this many deaths. Right. I mean, there's something wrong and it feels like we're being lied to i know that climate change is a lie i know that the science doesn't back it up and every scientist that comes forward with actual hard evidence is bought out silenced and made to go away it's clearly not agreed on so even if even if they weren't you know bought out it's not settled it's not agreed on so you can't say that this is fact and this is true and this is what is the reality because even top-notch scientists there's a lot of them that are like no no that's not true that's not true so yeah well and again goes back to evolution and creation it goes back to creator god it goes back to who you're gonna trust who are you going to trust what do you put your faith in yeah who who do you put your faith in it's always a who thanks for the correction that was needed (laughs) well that's gonna do it for us on this long tired monday we're gonna be back Wednesday with a long-form teaching. And then Friday, we are circling back to you with devotions in motion and mailbag. Uh, right now, I think there's only one in the mailbag. So okay. I need you to drop a line, good, bad, or otherwise. I mean, disagree with us. We're happy to do that. Agree with us. We're happy to know that you're on board with us. Just reach out with an email. And it's at BibleIdiots.com, upper left-hand corner. Pretty simple stuff. That's going to do it for us. On behalf of my best friend, Brad Emily, my name is Chris. Get into the Word of God today and go and serve your king.